Hello wrestling fans, welcome to an all new episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter and interact with us on all of our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. There he is. All you need to do is just search for us on your favorite podcast app, click subscribe, share with your friends, get as many listeners as possible. Please give us five-star reviews. If you use Apple, it helps with the algorithm so we can get, you know, put up more and basically, you know, get more eyes on our show or ears or however that works, I guess. But uh, we do appreciate any or comments. Ma- or ma- or yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have some mouths on our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do appreciate... Anybody that does interact with us um, or leaves a comment, so please do so. Uh, anyway, if you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I am the self-proclaimed ringleader of these group of Carney Smarks. With me as always, well, at least most of the time, I have my two co-hosts. We have the always ready as will ever be, Michael, and of course, back this week, he found his way to the podcast. We have our ratings killer, La Sleepy Historian, Kevin. How you guys doing? I'm just glad Kevin back got back from that conjugal visit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> All right, Maybe well, next time don't schedule it on uh, Friday night, just saying. Yeah, you know, this is probably like my... Never mind. Anyway, hi right, guys. <laughs> Kevin's like, this is my last episode, I'm just not telling you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's all it came up to me, so. I was going to say the least thing I'm worried about doing during the week, Ooh. so. But. Damn. It hurts a little yeah. bit. It does. Just, yeah. just a little bit. No, I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt me because it's not my show, but I feel the pain for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't, don't talk shit about me for an hour and a half, but I won't say anything. So. It wasn't a full. Like we used the entire hour and a half. It was not a yeah. full hour and a half. I don't think the show was an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm just joking. And, and let's be honest. We talk of shit about Mike when he's not here. Yeah. Hell, I was the fucking name of the episode two weeks ago, so you can eat my I didn't, ass. I did not start off the episode saying, you know, fuck Mike and fuck his <laughs> stupid girlfriend's fucking stupid birthday. And we did not say that at all. So I mean, I mean, did we did we start last week saying fuck Kevin and his stupid not showing up? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't either. I'm, I'm thinking you got some uh, some bad intel. Projecting a little bit, yeah. I, I went on a rant on how the Dark Order should become a cowboy gang. So I mean, yeah. So no, okay. So no, let's just no. Right from the get go, tell me what's this whole dark cowboys or yeah, you know, gay cowboys. So or whatever so you guys are talking about. So here, here's here's what I wanted. Um, I wanted Hangman Adam Page to become the de facto leader of Dark Order, and they become a cowboy gang. And I, my vision was a stadium stampede match. Where they have all of them on horseback, and then Michael added a perfect John Silver on a donkey image that would have gone perfect with it. And then we had this whole debate on Hangman doesn't want to be the leader, and I said, well, that's what would make it even better because it would be funny because he's not going to try to lead them, and they're all going to, you know, basically not know what to do. And then he said that, well, negative one is technically the leader. And I know, but negative one has school and, you know, a life to live. So he can, he can basically, you know, pass pass it on to, to Hangman. Who yeah. needs uh, a couple yeah. a couple hundred yeah. grand uh, on a wrestling contract yeah. at the age of 10 when you can go to school? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still. I mean, he's got, he's got he's stuff. Got, he's got T-ball. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a life to live. But anyway, I just I don't know. I just thought it would be funny to see them because they the the Dark Order kind of adapts to their to their leader. So I thought Hangman as their leader would be fun if they were a cowboy bandit group. I mean, you had me when you said stable cowboys. So okay, cowboys, we'll see. There so. you go. This is what we were missing last you, week. You, 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 you also forgot when I was like not gay like, cowboys, Mike. <laughs> uh, you, you also forgot to mention how when we were talking about it, we, uh, him not wanting to be the leader, they're like, "What should we do, boss?" He's like, "I don't know what you normally do. I don't know. You tell us." And he's like, "Let's get drunk." And then they just show up to every match shit faced. That'd be great too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Totally sold on it. And, and really, and it was even maybe no different than WCW because that's what Skull Hole did. And it was even better when yeah. if you watched if you watched Dynamite this past week, he uh, Hangman tagged with John Silver, and there was a point in the match where John got hit <laughs> into Hangman, and he just like wrapped his arms around him and like just held him in a like a hug for like an awkward amount of time, like he just would not let go of him, and he was just like he just <laughs> it was really funny, but. Wait, who's hugging who here? John Silver was hugging Hangman. Yeah. Okay, I was very confused. I'm like, yeah, the he fuck would, is Hangman he just, hugging him? Like, he just is he wouldn't that let go. sad and drunk? No, he just wouldn't let go of him. It was, it was fucking hilarious. So, All right, well, we are off track already. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I blame Kevin. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, this week we're going to... All right, I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're actually going to be talking a, a good amount of AEW, so any of our AEW fans out there will definitely be happy. Not as much WWE this week, and most of that is because AEW Revolution is right around the corner. It's going to be happening on Sunday night. Uh, I think it's on pay-per-view, also on the Fight TV app. Um, the, and, so- and at closed circuit, a, a limited Cinemark movie theaters. Is Actually, it, yeah. the, the one in North Canton, Jason, is showing it. Is that for real? But they're doing it closed yeah. circuit style. Yeah, man, they um, they just really want it to be the 1980s anymore, <laughs> don't they? Um, you got Tully Blanchard yeah. wrestling in matches, and now they're doing closed circuit television. Like this, hey, is that, just that was pretty damn cool. That was pretty damn cool. I thought so. I mean, I guess if you're an old school wrestling fan, but yeah, you know, if you're like Mike, you were born in 1999, you would never. I have seen that. <laughs> only eight years wrong there. But yeah. <laughs> just... Oh God. All right. So yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about the card for AW revolution here shortly. And then right after that, then um, I got a few things for, uh, for against that we can kind of wrap the show up with. Anyway, um, I guess before we get into that, I was going to ask you guys how you were doing, but then we just went on a, a rant for a little bit. So anything new, <laughs> exciting going on in your lives? I mean, aside from from Kevin being a little little salty, apparently, I think uh, <laughs> not nothing too much. <laughs> a little salty. That's all good. Kevin, you good? Yeah, I'm good now. You're good now. I got it all. You're making French fries. Okay. Hey, a yeah. little, little side note too. If you guys get the time, if you haven't already, if you listen to Jericho's podcast this week, he had MJF as his guest, and they literally buried everybody. And it was the funniest fucking podcast I think I've I was, listened to in a long I, time. And I was gonna ask you guys about that. Like, what do you think? Like, you ever notice like sometimes Jericho will do that, where he'll have somebody on there and like they're like working, yeah, and not shooty. Yeah. Uro knows that sometimes. Like it's it's really weird. Like he'll have I don't know if it was uh who he had on. He did it a few weeks ago with somebody or like a couple months ago with somebody, but he was acting like 
you know, like his work character, but then they'll shoot with somebody else, and then like MJF comes on. So yeah, I, I, don't know, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, he goes back and forth. It, it is interesting, and you could tell these guys were in character the entire time, and they were they were playing off of each other, and they were trying they they were trying to do the thing where they one up each other at times too. It, it was it was just. I don't know some of the stuff that they said and and what they were doing. I mean, it, it was it was pretty damn funny. Um, MJF is and honestly, sometimes I don't know. I, MJF just might be that big of an asshole. He may just that just may be who he is. But it's uh, he definitely plays the part really well. If it's not, I mean, he he's definitely got that rolled down for sure. And that's the thing. Like every time, like you like listen, like Conrad or like especially with like. Um doing the what happened when with Tony, like, they just, like, oh, yeah, yeah fuck him. Like, yeah, not right. even, they don't, I've never heard him say, like, no, he's actually, you know, he's a good kid, good worker. Like, it's always like, no, fuck him. It's a piece of shit. I think he just loves, he lives the gimmick, you know, pun intended. Yeah. And he's this, gen- he's this generation's undertaker. Yeah, and he wants everybody to, to live the gimmick <laughs> with him. So, I don't know if that's accurate, but... <laughs> All right, all right. Let's dive into. A- but, uh, hold on, I have a question. Have oh, a question. go ahead. What? Are you are you going to split that check from Jericho uh, that uh, he clearly just sent you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Depends on how the rest of the show goes. All right. <laughs> so. All right, let's dive into AEW Revolution. Uh, AEW Revolution, like I said, it's going to happen on Sunday. Is that Sunday? Is uh, they don't always have pay-per-views on Sunday, aren't they? Usually Saturday. No, remember they're Saturday. Usually Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of weird. The whole thing is like, oh, it's going to interfere with takeovers, but takeovers happen once every like six months. So well, it even matter. even takeover the last couple takeovers have been on Sundays too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know, kind of weird. Plus AEW only does like four pay-per-views a year anyway. Very so. true. Yeah, yeah, and even NXT even does a little bit more than that, but. All right, so the pre-match, which is the buy-in show, so they basically have the the free show before before you buy it. Uh, that's actually going to be a women's match, and that's going to be Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Doctor Britt Baker and her sidekick Rebel or Reba or whatever she goes by. What the hell was that? What are you doing there? Just referring back to something from before the yeah. show started. Oh God! All right. Danger will Robbins. Danger will Robbins. <laughs> what, that go robot or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, you went super robot. Uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyway. Balls um, deep robot. So Thunder Rosa and uh, Thunder Rosa and Bert Baker have had a pretty good rivalry going on for a little while now. Um, you know, any excitement with this match? You guys got any predictions either way, one way or the other? I just, I, I'm just confused by, like, like it's been like I thought a pretty good like rivalry between these two or you know some build yeah. to them and like they're on the buy-in show. No, I got that. <laughs> so, and it's a tag match, and we're like I, I, I guess yeah, maybe it's because it's a tag match or whatever. Maybe it'll lead to or something. Or just because AEW doesn't give a shit about the women's division. I, you know, I'll say I think they they've gotten better, honestly. Yeah, nothing, nothing. I mean, honestly, I think this tournament has helped. I think that some of the women they've had in this tournament, whether it's international or whoever, like in the U.S., I think they've definitely. I mean, you can just tell. I mean, if you watch the match, like from Dynamite on Wednesday, um, the finals, um, like now the Rose has definitely gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was actually probably one of their better women's matches that they've had. So, um, 
but yeah, I still don't, I still don't get where I, I, I would have figured by now, like Brit and Thunder would have just had a one-on-one match on the show. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think the rivalry was good enough for that to happen. Um, a little weird that it, it's happening on the buy-in, but I'm with you. It was a little weird. So, uh, who, do you think Brit and Rebel win, or are you going with Rio and Thunder? Uh, I think Brit and Brit and Rebel, Rebel or Reba Rebel. Same. All right, cool. All right, then we Wait, have she's, she's tagging with Reba McIntyre. Are they really going this like <laughs> balls deep in celebrity like appearances? <laughs> first Shaq now Reba oh man my God. calm down alright anyway so Bad Bunny is the 24-7 fucking champion so <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as, as much as I hate that though he's outsold everyone in t-shirts so he has it, and he took the title to Saturday Night Live Bad Bunny has actually probably done more for WWE in the last uh, few months than some of their wrestlers have <laughs> yeah yeah Believe it or not, Bad Bunny, man, continuing to make it happen. He's like the he's like the strange guest that won't leave. Like the dude just showed up and he yeah, just he just sits in the corner and watches everyone party, and then like everyone's leaving, you're like, "Yo, bro, you're gonna leave?" He's like, oh, "No, I'm good." Yeah, he's added some legitimacy to Damian Priest too, like putting some eyes on him. So I, I mean, go go, Bad Bunny. I, honestly, you know, we we can talk a little bit about it later, but I can't argue with some of the stuff that they've done. Like Raw, the last couple weeks has been really good. This past episode of Raw, I thought was one of the best in a long time, but we can talk about that later because we're talking AEW right now. So, All right, next on the card is the Casino Tag Team Tag Team Royale. So this is a battle royal with tag teams. There's 15 teams in the match. Um, some of the notables, we have a team for the Dark Order. I'm going to guess the Gun Club is probably in it. Um... Pack and Phoenix are in it. Uh, I'd have to look. I, the the site that I'm on doesn't have a list of everybody that's in it, so I can pull it up real quick. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about tag team battle royales? I I think it's a shit show if you do it as a battle royale because you've got all of them in there at the same time at that point. I would rather see a tag team Royal Rumble where like you count down and then that oh, team yeah. comes out and or, or if you even want them to come out separate so it's like oh they have to wait for their teammate to come out to help them otherwise you know they've, they're trying to play the numbers game in their favor mm-hmm. so like yeah because wwf be wwf did this like a couple episodes or like a month before wrestlemania 7 they did a tag team battle royal some nasty boys won and then they got a shot at the hearts the heart foundation and then they win the titles but they did like a tag team battle royal, but it was, I think that was like 10 teams, and that was even a clusterfuck. So I can't imagine what 15 teams is going to be like. Yeah, I, so, I feel like it needs staggered out to like the Royal Rumble versus having everyone in there at once because that just turns into that garbage that they put on at the beginning of the Saudi shows where it's like, here's all the guys who just want a real good paycheck uh, for this show all in the ring at the same time, don't even get entrance music, right? Yeah, you know, so it looks like we got. Bear Country in there. Alex Reynolds and John Silver representing Dark Order. Order. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are also in there representing Dark Order. Uh, Pride and Powerful are in there. Ortiz and Santana. The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight. Um, It looks like um, the Varsity Blondes might be in it. Pillman Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. 
Chaos Project, yeah. which is Luther and Serpentico, Matt Seidel, and um, Matt. Oh, Matt and Mike Seidel. Oh, I didn't even know Matt Seidel had a brother. Apparently he does. Uh, looks like SEU, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and then Dustin and QT Marshall. Looks like you're going to be in this match. So, yeah, it, it just seems like it's going to be a big clusterfuck, so I'm really curious to see. They're, they're going to have two matches on this card that are almost going to be kind of big clusterfucks, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works. It seems like they're booking Pac and Ray Phoenix to come out on top. I mean, they had a, a squash match on Dynamite that, that made them look really strong. Uh, they're building them up kind of as a tag team, so I, I could see those two being the team to, to win it, and that that's, you know... I, I outside of that though, I, I I don't know what other team I would I would think would be primed to win this unless they're trying to build yeah. somebody that you don't really know about. Yeah, I've got a bold prediction, Cotton. Oh yeah. So I think the Good Brothers come out and eliminate everybody and win it. Ah uh, yeah, that, that I I like that I like that. Okay, they seem to be making yeah, appearances everywhere. So. No, I, I think I'm going Phoenix and Pentagon. I think. Uh... They're booking them. No, it's not Pentagon. Pen- 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 yeah, yeah, it's Phoenix and Pack. Excuse me, Phoenix and yeah. Pack. Pen- Pentagon's in the, in the ladder match that we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You only get two thirds of the Devil's Triad or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. Death Triangle. Yeah, the Death Triangle. <laughs> All right, and then after that, we got another tag team match. We got Miro and Kip Sabian looking for revenge versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Uh, if you were watching over on Dynamite the last few weeks, this uh, stemmed from Chuck being Miro's body or not bodyguard butler for a little while. Like I guess he lost yes, man. he he lost a match to Miro, so he had to become his butler. But then Orange and Chuck turned the tables during Kip Sabian's wedding to Penelope Ford and another wrestling wedding gone awry, and now we have this match as a result of it. I think this match will actually be fun. I want to see Miro get away from the storyline because I want to see him do something maybe off on his own, get away from being this best man. And I mean, really, to me, he's he's the exact same guy he was in WWE at this point. Yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you think he feels that his ex wife's ex husband just won the WWE title too? Like, <laughs> so he, you gotta figure he's got like. Yeah. Little crush, you know? Right. Yeah, he's got to be pissed <laughs> about it. I, I have a question, though. Is is George Costanza writing this storyline? <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> because, like, motherfuckers are losing and being each other's butlers? Like, Yeah. <laughs> now you get it. It took you a minute, but you figured it out. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> They totally oh stands in the storyline. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so the judge sends him to be his butler. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. So uh, what do you think? Miro and Kip win, or do you think Orange and Chuck get the W? I mean, it depends which team has insurance. <laughs> uh, I have to assume Miro... Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. Miro and Kip. What do you think, Kev? Oh, I'm just looking for a coin to flip. No, okay. Oh, I thought you were looking for a fuck to give. You can download a coin. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on then. 
Uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. Now, this actually, I think, is going to be a really fun match, just for the participants in it in, in, in general. The winner of the match is going to earn a TNT title opportunity, and we have Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky, who Scorpio Sky, uh, I don't know if you caught him on Dynamite, kind of changing his character up a little bit. Kind of that conceited, cocky, like, asshole heel. Yeah, he's, he's like, hey, get the camera back on me. Yeah, he kept doing the thing where he, like, licked his fingers and, like, spread his eyebrows and, you know, just kept, like, he was just all, like, camera hungry and stuff like that. <laughs> why, why is he a generic 80s movie drug dealer? I don't know. But it was just, it was, it was just kind of funny. Well, no, the funniest, the funniest thing is, he's like, man, get over here. Look how good I look. He's got, like, a gray hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. On. Like, he's fucking dressed in, like, a nice suit. It was it's 2021. It was a Kanye hoodie. Style. It was yeah. a Kanye hoodie. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I got my Kanye oh, so hoodie. Oh, it was like on. down to his ankles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those. <laughs> like a. So it looked like he should be oh in the fucking next like Scrooge movie or whatever. Right. Exactly. All right. So Scorpio yeah. Sky, Penta L Zero, Mierdo versus Lance Ar- Lance Archer and Max Caster, and then there's also going to be a surprise entrant. But don't confuse the surprise entrant by the Big Show's announcement or Paul White's announcement different person so um tony khan said that he has a fun surprise for that but it's not not the same person so any guesses to who the surprise entrant would be and who do we think is going to take the t- uh the the chance at the tnt title cm punk to AEW confirmed <laughs> so the it's the this is cm punk not big not uh, paul white's announcement yeah it's punk already said that he wasn't Big Show's announcement, so clearly that means he's this one. Yeah. Okay, okay. Kev? Uh, okay, um, so this will be Paul White as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, better it's him as the giant. He comes out in a wig. Gi- yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what everybody said, like, his who he said who the big signing is, it, it's him, but as a heel. Cause, no. And then he'll, be a baby, then he'll be a baby face on commentary. And then the heel the next week wrestling, and then the face on commentary. And then so he's only a good guy on YouTube on cable. He's yeah. <laughs> I dig it. All right, I I think I think Penta will probably win the match. Uh, the as far as the surprise goes, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somebody that has some indie buzz, or maybe somebody like uh, Nick Aldis or something like that from um you know because he's really the last guy from from ring of honor or not ring of honor from nwa that that's that's standing at the moment so i, I could see maybe it being him um but uh but yeah i, I, I think penta still ends up winning it i'm just trying to think i'm thinking maybe it's somebody from impact or maybe it's somebody in new japan or something oh yeah it could be somebody from impact i think it's sars lovin yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sars, huh? That's Sars Lovin. <laughs> and the fact that you just did reverse names made me think of. Did you read the description for Jericho's podcast with MJF, Jason? And he said, and we're going to talk about that. Oh, guy Gam- who Gammy, Gammy is. Yeah, not going to mention Gammy his name. Savara. His name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to say his name, but it, it rhymes with Gammy Suvara. <laughs> Yeah, they referred to him as that a couple times on the show. It was, it was kind of oh it was kind of funny. Sars Lovin. Yeah, yeah. He comes out like dressed like how he was dressed in that. Oh, it was, it was, pol- it was polo. <laughs> yeah, the green polo. 
Oh, God. Like, longer hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of longer hair, I got something for you guys in the for or against. Uh, That reminds me. All right. But, yeah, uh, so... Yeah, is that your guess then? Sars Lolovin is your surprise yeah, it's entry. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, does it get too fucked? I've, mo- I've moved on from Punk. It's it's Sars Lolovin. All right, yeah. who's who's winning the match? I, 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 Sars Lolovin. Okay. You don't have All someone right. show up as a surprise and lose. What kind of shitty booking? Is I would that? hope Cody's not going to uh, win. I I I would be okay with Scorpio winning. I th- I I think it's going to be Penta though. But what about you, Kev? Yeah, anything? Um, I think it's gonna be whoever the surprise entrant is. Okay, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Who it you got be. no guesses. It's, I, it's gonna be Shaq coming to get revenge. Yeah, I think my Nick Aldis guess is pretty good, but I don't know. We'll see. Could be. I just can't think of anybody that because you got to have somebody that's somewhat recognizable. Like it, if it were Ricky Starks, most people when Ricky Starks debuted for that TNT title opportunity, nobody really knew who he was. You know, it's got to be somebody that's a little bit. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, EC three. Oh, okay. EC three coming over from Impact. Okay, he's gotten real weird since leaving WWE. Yeah, yes, a little dark. Like some of the shit he's posted, it's like. I, I'm all for like you know trying to get your gimmick over, dude. But this is just fucking creepy. Like not not although, in like although, a. Although I thought he just signed with Ring of Honor. Oh, maybe, I thought he signed back with Impact. Did he not? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I I heard there was a rumor that he was going back to Impact, especially uh, because Cardona's there, and he's been like trying to build this feud, like one sided feud with Cardona for the past like three months. That's weird. Like he showed up on their like major wrestling figure podcast at like their live event, and then he like melted a, a Zack Ryder figure uh, in the parking lot, and like did a YouTube video about it, and he keeps like showing up and like cutting super weird promos that don't make sense. So I'm like, I, I assumed he was going back to Impact to to take him on next. Okay, well, that'd be weird. All right. EC3, making it happen. All right, so uh, the next match, uh, speaking of weird, this one has a really weird stipulation. So the loser of this match is going to have to give the winner their first quarter earnings for 2021, which means paycheck, merchandise, and all that. It's going to be the hangman, Adam Page, the should be the leader of the Dark Order, versus big money Matt, Matt Hardy. I, I mean, I, I like the I, the gimmick of the match. Yeah, I like that it's you know it's it's very much so meta and just kind of out there versus trying to keep it kayfabe. I I gotta assume Big Money Matt loses, right? I, th- I think so. I mean, Hangman's a man to get over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like Matt has nothing really to gain here. Where I think I, does, yeah. and it, it just makes it even funnier because this was obviously Big Money Matt's idea. So yeah, it definitely was Big Money Matt's idea, and and he's been paying people to fuck with Hangman and fuck with the Dark Order and stuff like that. And he like he'll bring out envelopes that have like the amount in big letter, like yeah. like, like a black sharpie with like forty two hundred dollars on the envelope, yeah. and he'll hand it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the big net money gimmick like I, almost as much as like broken heart uh, broken Matt Hardy like it's hilarious yeah yeah it's it's been pretty so good I'm, so I'm reading speculations of who people could be so once we get to 
Oh, you're talking about the big and the big, the big one. I can't find anything. Future re like legend or previous Hall of Famer or whatever. Yeah. So so what I so what I so what Tony Khan said was it's one of his all time favorite wrestlers. So it's gonna be an old guy then. Maybe. Undertaker to AEW confirmed. <laughs> but like, so like he 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 has said has his Mount Rushmore is Chris Jericho, Steve Austin, Ric Flair, and Bret Hart. So, mm, I feel like out of those, it can't be Steve Austin. I think Steve Austin why not? is like. I mean, isn't he contracted through WWE? Nah, no. not really. I mean, well, he does the stuff with the Broken Skull, so he's got a Legends contract with them but, for sure. Yeah, but it's not like anything that's, I don't think, I think it's like case by case because they don't do that like on a regular see, basis. But see, that's the thing I where I get confused. Steve is would never, where, yeah. But, but Paul White says he's Hall of Fame worthy. Like all those guys. Well, Steve's like, are Hall of Fame. They're, they're already in the Hall of Fame though. So this is somebody yeah, that's, that's not saying. in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it can't be. Like, it can't, so, I, I don't. People said that, like Kurt Angle, or they said Nick Foley, but like they're, they're all fame. in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. here, here's 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 some possibilities. Or the, this is the this is the the list of people <clears throat> I saw. Obviously, Punk, which I doubt it. Brock Lesnar. I, I don't think AEW has the funds they would need to get Brock Lesnar, if I'm being honest. I'm with sorry. You. Tony uh, Khan has fuck you money. Yeah, yeah. They don't really you spend it. He doesn't, he doesn't really spend it like that, though, on guys. Like well, the, he doesn't spend it like fuck you money, but he has fuck you yeah. money. I mean, John, John Moxley makes $6 million a year. So eh, That's true. That's, that's fucking Jericho disgusting. makes three. I think Omega. Moxley makes more like, than Jericho? That's, that's fucking yeah. depressing. Yeah, Moxley so, makes the most. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't I don't. It could be it could be Brock possibly. Some people, but, but Brock, but Brock would probably want like fifteen million dollars yeah. a year though. So yeah, and he'd only want to show up for the four pay per views a year. Right. Yeah, so, and he'd want to go over every time. Exactly. So I mean, granted, they, they clearly don't give a shit because they're all about bringing back old talent than rather than focusing on the shit. But, but I th I, but I think I've even heard in the past that like the reason they didn't sign him because they had talked to him before. But was that reason he wanted so much money and like so few appearances? Like they couldn't yeah. come to agreement on appearances, right. which I I understand. Which I mean, so. he has no reason not to do that because yeah. WWE will do it. WWE will be like, yeah, we'll give you that money and you work one day a year. That, we don't. Care. We did that with fucking Undertaker for the past six years. Why the fuck yeah. do we care? And that's what happened with Edge. Edge was going to sign with AEW, and then WWE is like, no, we'll give you three million dollars a year. And you only have to make three appearances. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously he's going to be more now, yeah. but like yeah. at first they're like, oh yeah, you don't need to do that. But now all of a sudden, oh yeah, we'll put you in the title picture and maybe do some more appearances. So yeah. So anyway, um, are are we t are we continuing on with yeah. the match, or are we talking about? Who yeah, we, we, think we, the we might as well just go be? right into the subject since we got off the rails and went into it. Right. Just coming back to it later. So the, the other possibilities people said were John Cena, which I don't see that happening in a million years. No, the the Rock was another one, which that's not going to happen. The Rock, the Rock, it's not possible. No, the, the Rock part of the, well, he has that show. Yeah, part of that is, is has WWE written all over it. There's there's no way. Yeah. So I mean, I really don't see it being able like that. I honestly thought when when Kevin was talking about the ladder match, I, I Glenn Jacobs popped in my head. 
<laughs> Somebody posted on Twitter and said the mayor is all. Over. Yeah. And it was a picture. Of, it was a picture of Glenn Jacobs in a white polo oh, shirt man. and khakis. Yeah. So I, that that was one that popped in my head. Like I was like, oh well, Big Show came over, so maybe Kane will come over too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, a good one might be Christian. Christian could possibly be. Christian just I resigned, thought, though. He just resigned. Did he resign? He's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be doing more appearances because they're, they're they've got plans for him to. Okay, I didn't know. If, I wrestle. didn't know Christian actually signed a contract. I thought he just he just made an appearance. Yeah, I'm everybody. Like, kept, everybody sure kept saying already, he, he resigned. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kept saying. Everybody kept saying it on Twitter, but then a lot of people were like, "No, he just signed the contract." So, so I, I think, I think, honestly, it's either going to be something huge like Punk or Brock, or it's going to be completely underwhelming, and everybody's just to be like, "Oh." I think it's going to be Big Show heel turn. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Okada. Okada is, is my other guess. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, honestly. He's like he's. I mean, you think about it. Like a lot, of, I know a lot of people don't know his work, but like, I mean, if you follow New Japan, like he's probably one of, if not the greatest, like Japanese wrestlers of all time. And like the matches he had and shit with Omega, I mean, that would be. I could see that. Like Wasn't maybe whole, didn't WWE try to sign him? And there was a whole thing where he was just too loyal to New Japan. No, they so tried, he, he like refused. They tried to sign Ibushi. That's who it was. Yeah, he was yeah. because Ibushi was a part of the Cruiserweight Classic, and they tried to sign him out of that, and he he just wanted to go back to Japan. He didn't he didn't have any interest yeah. in it. Which speaking of Ibushi, I guess they are so they're you know he's like the double champion right now, so he's the heavyweight and intercontinental champion. I guess they're going to like unify those titles and into one like world championship, and everybody's like everybody's pissed off because like you know hardcore. You know, New Japan fans, they, they think, like, the IWGP, like, Intercontinental title is, like, the second most, like, prestigious title around. And right. I guess people are pissed People are pissed off because they're unifying both of them. Hmm. But, because that's, that's a title, like, Nakamura held forever, and Jericho held it, and Omega held it. But I guess they're going to, yeah, unify those titles. But I think, I mean, to Mike's point about the whole thing, like... It seems to me like AEW's got a little bit more of a, you know, somewhat relationship with New Japan. Mm. I mean, obviously, because Moxley's their U.S. champ, so right. I could see somebody like Okada or... Yeah, but this was a signing to AEW where it seems they are trying to work to get a partnership with New Japan. Yeah, this is this impact. is a five... He said it's a five-year deal that they signed with... with... AEW. So. Yeah, so this isn't going to be someone who is a new Japan wrestler who's showing up on AEW. This is someone who's signing with AEW. I so mean, maybe he is. I mean, maybe he is. I, don't see, I mean, I don't know. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that with them trying to have a working relationship with with New Japan to open Might up as well. like Impact, why, why would you? Why, why would you somebody, basically yeah. poach one of their big guys at that point? Yeah. yeah. And, and and plus. And let's be honest too. Big Show saying that it's Hall of Fame level, like that. You hear Hall of Fame and you think WWE. So yeah, you don't. You, like New Japan has a lot of talented dudes, but that's not going to be something that's going to get the American but, fans riled up. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't like Okada. Is like, I mean, he may be. He probably is like the best. Like honestly, if he's not top five, even still today, probably is. But the problem is. Nobody knows him. Yeah, right. and that's unfo- and that's what sucks. That's what sucks about like 
not be able to see New Japan because they do have a lot of fucking amazing talent. But unless you watch it hardcore, I mean, any of us can watch it match here or there, but it's not enough for us to be like, we just like hear about something. You go back and yeah. watch it. It's not enough to be like every single time, like, oh yeah, I know who. Oh yeah, that. Oh, but yeah, that's what unfortunately sucks. But like I said, I think it'd be cool if it was somebody like Okada. But to me, Okada would be somebody that like, you know, they do the signing, and then you have the main event. Let's say Omega retains, and then all of a sudden Okada shows up or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that would be because now you're like you're not expecting that at all. You know, you're expecting okay this big signing, but oh shit, here comes Okada. Yeah. Or even Ibushi comes out and says, "Hey, what's up, motherfucker?" Right. <laughs> yeah, like Sid, that. just like that. Though. Yeah, I, <laughs> he comes out. He talks like that. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I'm definitely intrigued, but I, I, I just I think it's either going to be somebody that you're like, "Holy shit," or it's just going to be disappointing. I, I don't know. If there's I, I mean, be I feel it's going to be disappointing. Yeah, because I, I mean, we talk about. Khan having that fuck you money, I, I just don't think he's going to offer Punk enough money to do it because Punk has pretty much made it clear that he wants like Brock Lesnar money to come back. So right or like a compelling storyline or a ton of money. So and, yeah. and I'll be honest with you, like their strong point right now isn't compelling stories well, and, on a regular know, basis. You know, it's funny too. You know, a lot of people have been talking about the um, Wrestling Observer had their their awards or whatever and. Tony Khan won Booker of the Year. What has he booked that has been so compelling for him to be the Booker of the Year? Because he's booking the matches people want to see, not the stories they want to see. But what what ma- stories? That are I, I don't even know what matches he's booked that have even been. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. But yeah, like, I don't know. It, it's just just weird to me. For one, that's a weird. That's a weird um, award to award, give out. There's anyway. not really bookers yeah, anymore. it's they're they're really it's are not, not like it's, it's not, not, like not the eighties. There's not fucking territories where there's bookers. Yeah, like it's it's just an odd uh, odd award, I think. All right, well let's uh, let's go back. So are we going with Hangman then for the the match with him? And oh, yeah, I thought we already established. Yeah, that. okay, Kevin, you, yeah. you got Hangman with that one. All right, then after yeah. after that, then we got Sting making his return, teaming with Darby Allen, and they are going <laughs> to face. <laughs> they're going to they're going to face uh, Taz's boys Brian Cage and Ricky Stalks, and uh, they're going. <laughs> they're of course going to have uh, probably Hook in their corner as well as Taz. Um, yeah, I I mean I'm sure Darby Allen's probably going to get beat around like a ping pong in this match for a little while, and then Sting's going to come in and clear house. And I I, I think honestly I don't know I, Sting and Darby Allen are probably going to get the win. I mean I, I can't. They are, but at the end of the day, we're all losers because we're going to have to sit there and cringe through Sting taking bumps unsafely, <laughs> and and all of us going, oh god, not again. Uh, for fucking 15 minutes or however long the, the match is. You can't is. sit there and tell me he doesn't have some kind of body armor on underneath that shirt. Yeah, he's got to have some padding or something. <laughs> no, I'm he's serious. Got, like, he's got a bunch of like, taped to his chest yeah. in the back. I mean, I don't know. At least, he, at least he's going to get to wrestle kind of one more time and kind of go out. Yeah, go out on his own. His way, yeah. his term, his terms or whatever. Which is why, I, which is honestly why I can see them losing, honestly. 
Yeah. And put in cage. No, and, you, and you're right. That was my initial thought, but I guess just the way from watching it the last couple of weeks, how they've booked it, it almost just seems like that's not going to be the way they go. Like they've, they've made cage and Starks look weak a couple of times to where if they win the match, you almost would be surprised that they won the match. I don't know. It's, it's just been kind of strange. Kind of like when Sting made his first ever WWE match, and you were kind of surprised. Oh my god, Triple H won! Right. So, I mean that that wasn't surprising. Mm. Well, when the it, everybody puts such an emphasis on who wins and who loses the match, when I think of that match, I could really give a shit who win, who won or lost. I just remember the NWO coming out, then DX coming out, like it just being this big so, moment, like the winner or loser, well, like well, who I gives remember. a fuck. Is DX coming out looking spry as fuck? And then NWO, and then NWO walking? Like <laughs> let them out early, and they're fucking needing walkers to get down that ramp. Like, oh man, that was like I was. I heard the NWO music hit, and I was like, yeah. I, 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 I grew up. I'm an NWO kid. Fuck that DX. Yeah. Uh, but or, then I see the, the geriatric like, fucking squad cool. coming down, barely able to fucking move. And yeah, I was like, they, oh, stand this is like rough. This. Stand like this. Stand there like this. And here comes X Pac, and it's. <laughs> Hogan doesn't even move. Xbox is like, <laughs> or or uh, Nash tore his quad trying to boot Billy Gunn. <laughs> Somehow Nash tore like three quads. I don't know how. <laughs> he tore, he tore someone else's in the process. Yeah, yeah, he tore both of his and the guys in the third row. I don't know how he did it. And people say that Goldberg had that kick when he uh, <laughs> yeah. kicked Bret Hart's yeah. head into the yeah. third, third row. Third fucking row. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, moving on. The next match is another tag match. Whew. Lots of tag oh, matches. Lots of did, multi-man did, matches is, on is this. Is he long the booker for yeah. AEW? Should he be getting this award? <laughs> All right, now, player. On this corner, we have the Young Bucks <laughs> defending their titles against... Uh, I totally lost it. I had it for a second. Uh, the Inner Circle, which is going to be Chris Jericho and MJF. So, Chris Jericho and MJF going up against... And the loser will have to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. <laughs> so, oh, Young Bucks, Young Bucks <laughs> yeah. defending their title and their father's honor against uh, Chris Jericho and MJF. That was probably one of the funniest things about the podcast is they kept talking about how... Um, how the Young Bucks' dad got blood on their clothes, <laughs> and they were pissed off about it. <laughs> so, I, I, so I feel like if, if the Young Bucks lose, they should have to pay for the uh, dry cleaning, right? Right, yeah. yeah, that, sh- yeah. that should be a stipulation. Or the stipulation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different forces going on in this match because you got the, the Bucks who have had this on-again, off-again thing with the Good Brothers. Then you got the, the, the Sammy Guevara factor, I think the match is going to be fun. I think it definitely is going to be a good match. I I just I could see the inner circle winning it because I could see the Good Brothers maybe accidentally costing the Young Bucks the the title. I think this is where you're probably going to see the Good Brother appearance on this pay per view. But I don't know. What do you, I'm curious what you guys think. I honestly don't know because the Young Bucks. I feel like they get themselves into eight different stories and then just whichever match they think is going to look the best for the pay-per-view is the one that they go with. Right. Um, but I think I agree. I think they're going to lose um, to, to Jericho and, and MJF. I, I also think that that would open the door more for 
like the Good Brothers to then take the belts off of Jericho and MGF without, you know, having to have the young bucks put them over. I mean, the Good Brothers are already the Impact Tag Team Championship champions. Yeah, really but isn't that the, the whole AW gimmick with the, the, the discount bullet club? Like, <laughs> they're trying to collect all the championships? Yeah, I guess. All I know is one thing. Is I always thought I thought the AEW tag team titles were fucking ugly. But you take a look at those Impact tag team titles. <laughs> Jesus. I'm guessing I'm say they're fucking. I'm guessing those aren't going to get made for your uh, collection. No, definitely not. <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, but yeah, but but anyway, I, I'm going with Jericho and MJF. All right, Jericho and MJF. All right. Yeah, I, I only want them to win though if we get another musical number with yeah. them with the championships. I just like when they do the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they talked about that dinner debonair a couple of times on the podcast. I guess that won that won an award. I guess that won like a New York or uh, MJF won like a New York Times award for that performance or something. Hmm. Yeah. And that's why Tony Khan's Booker of the Year because he booked it. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. Oh, man. All right, so uh, then we got two more matches left. We got the AEW Women's Championship match. That's going to be Hiroko Shida. Uh, going... Is this Revolution or WrestleMania Four? <laughs> Going up against Rio Mizunama, she's the one who beat. Uh, she was the the Japanese competitor that beat uh, uh, Nyla Rose uh, for the opportunity to face Sheeta. Apparently, her and Sheeta have a, a, a rivalry. They brought that up on Dynamite. I guess they have a uh, a long standing rivalry, and they had this weird back and forth. Like they, you know, she- yeah, and then they like smiled at each other. Yeah. Like so, Sheeta like got in the ring, held the title up, and then they like shook hands. But then they held on, and then you know, Mazum, um, I, I can't say her name. Uh, yeah. We'll just say Ryo. She she forearm. It's called Bolnakana. Yeah, Mazumama, Mazumana. She like Mizumama. she uh, she elbowed her like or hit her with a forearm, Mizuna. forearm, and then they ba- basically kept going back and forth at each other, and then they kind of walked away and smiled. Like it was just it was a weird whole thing that they did, but they talked about the history they had, and that's fine and all. It, it's just weird to me if they wanted to bring her in as somebody that had history with Sheeta to build a rivalry, then do that. Why have this entire tournament? And have her win it and be like, oh, yeah, there's some history there. That to me, just bringing her in and having this, I don't know, bringing her in and having like a story build up would have been more compelling than the tournament was for me personally. But I don't know. Yeah, I think the tournament was a little much. I mean, I understand where, like I said, I understand where they're trying to go with trying to yeah. build up some people, but. But like honestly, the match they had that match on Wednesday—no, it was a good match. It was. It was. I thought it was a pretty good match. And, I was a little surprised she won it know. with a guillotine leg drop off the middle rope, but yeah, yeah, I was actually kind of shocked she won. I thought. Uh, yeah, Nyla I thought Nyla was going to win too. Nyla just seems like the always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like she, I know she won the title the one time, but she didn't hold it for very long, and she just. She keeps coming close, and the, the whole point of her bringing in Vicky Guerrero was because, well, everybody who has a manager wins a title. Well, here you have a manager, and you still can't she, get the match. She's very, she's very Nia Jax. A little bit, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you know, doesn't break people's fucking noses all the time, but like, <laughs> yeah, I hear. <laughs> but, but it's kind of that you know. Well, we gave you the title, but well. Yeah. 
So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you think? I, I think Shida will probably retain. I don't know about you guys. I yeah, I think so. Just because you know, we don't. It's just like anybody else probably don't Mizunami. know about the other Mizunami. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, though. You didn't really know who Sheeta was when she won it. You didn't really know who Rio was when she won it. So I could see them putting the title on Mizunami just because that's maybe their next star that they want to build, and that's how they build their women's stars by putting the AEW title on them for a little bit. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up since I'm seeing Yanni faces, and we'll go to the last match on the card, which is the AEW World Championship match. Kenny Omega is going to be defending his title in a return match against Jonathan Moxley. Uh, they're going to be in a. They're going to be competing in an exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah. That's that's a real thing in 2021 on AEW television. An exploding barbed wire death match. I, I will say, I loved the vignette two weeks ago of Kenny building the booby traps and the barbed wire, a la like Undertaker in the <laughs> in the funeral parlor, like hammering down on, on it. Like, I'm sorry, I, I get a kick out of him and Don Callis' things. Like when yeah. they were on the golf course and he chipped it from the sand. And like Don Callis just ran up there and he's looking back and he goes and grabs it way down the hill. Like I get a kick out of this too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was it, it's been pretty good. So I, I'm curious to see it. And you know, Moxley, he's a very intense dude. His promos leading up this have been really good. The here's the one thing that well, I, I'll save it for four or against, never mind. But you know, i I thought it was a little weird that they weren't on the dynamite at all you know they did like a hour-long special mm-hmm. after dynamite to kind of build the pay-per-view but for the go-home show they they weren't on it at all but you know they they covered the match pretty good the week before but i don't know what do you guys think kenny gonna win this one you got john winning this one or what are you are you excited more excited less excited for this match i mean i'm intrigued by it i mean I am curious to see what it is and what it ends up being. Yeah. Or what their version is. I mean, we've yeah. seen, like, the Japan yeah. versions and stuff, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Kenny but, I, Yeah, I, I see Omega winning. I can't imagine. Especially with the way Moxley's, like, one promo was a few weeks back where he's just like, this is a good way to go out or something like that. Like, the kid showing up and stuff, I, I, I can't see him getting the belt back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he said this past week if he was going to die, then this is a good way for him to die or something like that. Like, <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I think Kenny gonna... raised this on Twitter was like, hmm. so uh, taking applications for uh, a baby daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'm with you guys. I, I see Omega winning it, but I think I am intrigued to see what this match is going to be like. I think it's going to be probably a bit of a shit show, but it you know could potentially be pretty good. All right, so that is AEW Revolution, which is going to take place this Sunday. So make sure that you guys tune in. Uh, listen to see what our predictions were. If you agree, disagree with us, make sure you tweet at us at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K. We're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and wrap the show up oh. here pretty soon. But I wanted to Wrong get. Spot. Yeah, I wanted to get a little bit of our, uh, our, our coveted. 
segment that we all love, which is called For or Against. Uh, get, get, get a couple of these in there with you guys and uh, see what you think. Now, caveat, I've not watched SmackDown yet. I've watched most of NXT and all of uh, Raw, all of um, Dynamite. So some of the stuff is mostly coming from that. So starting out from the top, Shaq wrestling another match for or against I mean, I, I I was already against it the first time, so <laughs> I, I was yeah, I was I guess against it, but after I watched the match I I was for it because I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, he did an okay job. I'm not saying he did a bad job, I'm just saying why. Yeah. Yeah. Especially especially first match of the night Wednesday. Yeah, it was weird. Know. Wasn't it? It was so weird. It, it's just, it, 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 all it is is just rating that's the kind of a rating say for TNT. Yeah. He's on TNT, NBA whatever what was with him i just get it i mean as we mentioned dewey has bad bunny so you gotta have something yeah yeah what, what was with the disappearing act with the ambulance though that was weird yeah that was and that didn't pay off my, at all my, my my two problems i thought wednesday show was good my two problems were the omega moxley lack of build-up mm. on the show because you know a lot of people aren't going like oh well, i gotta go to bed i can't stay up and watch the other shit so that and the whole shack disappears <laughs> what the fuck yeah that was weird so, so and yeah. you know and, and she, that that match really kind of highlighted jade cardgill like she looks like a legit badass i i mean i you know she she looked pretty good in the ring there was a couple clumsy moments but mm-hmm. i mean it was you know for the yeah. most part you know that that she has star written on her you know if, if they mm-hmm. handle her right she definitely could be a huge yeah. star for them so I, I get I get where they were kind of going there, and you know Shaq taking that bump through the table, I'll give him credit. Although I will say, if I ever see him in the ring again, that man better step over the damn ropes because watching a guy who's seven foot two try to crawl between the ropes looks awkward as fuck. I know, right? Worst part is fucking Paul White was at that episode of fucking Dynamite, so he could have shown him before they started filming. Right? Yeah. Or maybe hey, maybe Shaq does it out of respect. Yeah. Because nobody, you know, that's why Big John Sud used to get so much heat with Andre because, like, Big John would step over the top rope and Andre would be like, no, that's my thing. Nobody else steps over the top rope. Right. So, yeah, true. If it's a respect thing. Oh, he did. I, bonus points. Or he just didn't want to drag his nuts across the top rope. Speak, speaking, yeah, speaking of respect, though, bonus points for Shaq for doing the Brody Lee kiss before the powerbomb. That, that was, that that was, was cool. cool. That was a nice touch. I, I give him credit for that. I'm for that. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I need to see Shaq wrestle another match, but I thought it was kind of fun. It was just weird that it was the opening match. All right, I, I do feel like when they did that table spot, since you know Shaq is three times the size of Cody, that when Cody went to cross body across him, he should have just like grabbed him and just tossed him through the table. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. Yeah, the whole thing where he, the whole thing where he messed up the gun club on the outside was kind of weird though too, and just that whole thing. I don't know. It was, it was. There were some parts of the match that were a little odd, but overall, it was all right. Speaking of odd, Tully Blanchard wrestling another match for or against. Oh, I was all for it. <laughs> I know you were. I marked I marked out like a mother. I'm sure you did. JJ, when JJ came out <laughs> and when FTR had the uh and those were the old original NWA tag titles and Tully had the uh, the old US Yeah NWA US title. Fuck yeah. That was awesome. Michael what about you. Who? Tully Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. All right. 
old wrestler is old. Oh god, yeah, man. I will say, I'm cool. When he he was gonna do the suicide dive, <laughs> and he stopped, and he did the <laughs> that was fucking sweet. yeah. I I will say though, I. I I do have appreciation for those titles just because I've been listening to uh, to what happened when, where they've been going through the Crockett promotions from like 1986 and listening to Tolly Cut promos and stuff like that. So it, it got the nostalgia bug for me a little bit. It was kind of cool, but man, he's just so old and he's just kind of like they protected him and he, he did all right, but I, I, I'm okay not seeing that. The one thing that came out of that I thought was kind of weird though was um, with, with Sean Spears returning, helping them win, and then they got got into the ring and then you had JJ you had FTR you had Tully and then you had um you had Sean Spears and then all of a sudden you see Arn come out of the back and hold up the four fingers for or against this new four horsemen stable is what it seems like um i mean i'm okay for it but i just i, I as long as Tully's the manager, and like this was just a one-off for JJ, I think it was, yeah. And, and like, really, Arn doesn't doesn't need to be involved. Like, if you add if it, if Tully is the JJ of this group, and if they just keep Sean Spears and FTR, I'd be fine with that because you know, hey, why not? Let's see what they got. Make them well, the mean, stars. What if we just do this instead? You have, you have Tully and Arn. And then FTR and Tully and Arn just sit outside with clipboards arguing during the matches the entire time about what the what should do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Arn's the head coach and then Tully's like the offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the way the way I and then, the, and then Go ahead. And then they get JJ, he's the defensive coordinator. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the way that I read the situation was that was a one off for JJ, and I felt with Arn coming out at the end and doing that, that was maybe him giving his blessing for them to for them to be basically be that. And that's the way it felt to me. I guess we'll see how it plays out on on TV over the next couple of uh, the next couple of weeks. But that's just the way it felt to me. Is that that was that was Arn giving his blessings, like, oh hey, there's four of you, right? You know, let, let's let's see where they go from here. Are you are you for them being the four horsemen, like them bringing that back, or do you think they should be called something different? No, they can't be the four horsemen. I don't know. It wasn't the four horsemen like pretty interchangeable Actually, throughout the history. So, but the one guy I that mean, never really changed it was Flair. So, can you have it without Flair? I mean, Flair, let's be Flair honest. Flair's yeah. one fucking like drunken day away from getting booted from WWE again and needing some money. So, <laughs> AEW confirmed. Plus, Arn's the one that named them too. Oh, uh, that's so. true. So, if Arn's the one that named them, I guess he can pass it on. So, I guess that makes sense. My big thing would be is can they legally be called that? Because Probably do, not. Does Arn own it, or does WWE? I would say WWE probably owns well, it. Especially considering they inducted the Four up. Horsemen into the Hall of Fame. That's true, yeah. But that did start, didn't that start as a phrase from Notre Dame, though, too, back in the day? Yeah, but I don't think they could pull that shit in a, a court of law of, of like... But see, I don't know, because they sell, like, Four Horsemen merch that's not WWE and stuff all the time. Yeah, so. I don't know if maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know if WWE can own it. I don't know. That'd be interesting to see. I mean, WWE will certainly try. Vince McMahon, if he if he's good at one thing, it's it's trying to own everything. True. Good point. Uh, that's oh, so real quick, Arn Anderson owns. Oh, the there you go. Well, that answers that question. Yeah. Well, there you are. 
All right, so we already talked about uh, no Mox and Omega on the Go Home Show, so I'm not going to bring that up. So let's let's jump into WWE for just a short period of time because some big stuff happened in WWE this week, and yeah. and specifically on Monday Night Raw. Uh, so Bobby Lashley is now the face of the WWE for or against. I'm fucking for it. All right, Hell yeah. Let, let the fucking hurt era begin. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm for it. And then just real quick, this because this ties into it, uh, the way that Raw played out last week with Miz running scared for or against. Mm. I mean, it made sense, but I, I don't know. I still like the Miz. I still wish his title reign would have been better. Yeah, I, but, I hear you. But I, I mean, yeah, it made sense because he's you know that's his chicken. He's shit. a cocksucker. Heel. Yeah, he is. He's a, yeah. he's a cocksucker, shitty heel. So. So here, here's my thing. You know, Miz, Miz is the t- he's. We talked about it. I, I think last week too. Like he's the ultimate utility player, right? I mean, the guy literally can do anything. I think he did such a great job of selling that moment. You know, first faking the stomach ache and having that that you know that whatever that was, and then then finally you get him out there again, and you know he he finds a way to get himself DQ'd and gets out of it, and then you get him out there the third time, and he's begging and pleading, "Let's save it for WrestleMania." You know, you almost thought for a second it wasn't going to happen, and then finally the bell rings and Lashley just annihilates him, and there's oh, nothing he can do, shit like, out of him. nowhere he can go, and then Lashley got that moment. And dude, Lashley standing there holding that WWE title looked legit as fuck. Like he looked yeah. like money. Like you know, for, for me seeing him, like I don't want him to lose it. Like I, I want Lashley's reign to continue for a long time. Like very similar to Roman Reigns, I think it just fits him, and I think the show can build yeah. around him as champion and be better. And I, I'm all for it. I'm with you guys. I think I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I will say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take. I think Miz is the next generation's Chris Jericho. Nah, I can see that he's gonna, he's gonna be around for a while. He's gonna be able to do whatever you need him to do and make it work and be entertaining while he does it. Yeah, I can see that without a doubt. Yeah, because I I can honestly see that. I never thought of it because if you think about it, like think about Jericho like WCW days. How fucking annoying it was! Oh yeah, like I couldn't stand. I loved it, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't. But I I mean, I couldn't stand Chris. Even when he was like, he was like, first came to the company as Lionheart, Babyface, and like, I was like, this guy's a fucking tool. You you didn't laugh when he had the list of a thousand and one holds. That got me. That one, that did. But like. But honestly, like when he was a face, when he first came in, he used to always like go to the fans like down the highway, like, yeah, you know, like I'm like, this guy's fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But once he started doing that, once he started doing the stuff with uh, Bill Greenberg, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but before that, he was, yeah. So I can kind of see that. And that's literally the path that Miz took. He was doing that weird fedora shit in the, the black jorts for however many years. And then he kind of found his path and. He's stuck with it and been able to adjust it to whatever he needs to adjust it to. Yeah. And he just has a way like he can push people's buttons and he just, he, mm-hmm. he has that, that annoyingness to him to where he can, you know, he, he can really adapt to any situation. He, he really hasn't had a great baby face run. I don't think any of his baby face runs have been really good. But this, this last one with Shane was decent. I, I think maybe cause they propelled it by him getting beat up in Cleveland, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it just, 
I, I don't know. He he just he, he works he just so he just works so well. Yeah, he does. He doesn't work with yeah. it. Yeah. So but I Jericho, Jericho doesn't make a good baby face either. Let's be honest. Like even when no, he's a baby right, face, yeah. he's more of like a CM Punk baby face, where he's still kind of a dickhead, and you're like, yeah. he's funny, so I like him. But ultimately, he's not like the Superman, like Boy Scout character, right? Without that, yeah. I just, I just, I wish the Miz would get away from the whole, like, kind of like, you know, like fucking, no goofball, fucking annoying. Like, I, I, I want the Miz to take like that next, that next Jericho step. Yeah, but not something like Jericho's done. Like something reinvent himself in, in a way that's like a little, just, a little more serious in some manner. And, and that's the thing is like when Miz lost the championship, or even when he won the championship. Let's face it. I mean, to the, you know the average like viewer, it's like okay, well we got a guy who's been a fucking joke basically as champion. You know what I mean? Like and that's what a lot of people saw. Yeah. So because of the way they kind of. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff him and Morrison. I know you guys like this. Some of the stuff they did was funny. Oh, yeah, I thought some Fucking of the stuff music was, videos are gold, man. I thought some of it was kind of like, hey, nice. hey, ho, ho. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, Morrison. How, how can you take? How could that be your fucking face of the company WWE champion? Right. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm just saying, like, to the normal person, average person, this fucking goofball. So, as far as the Miz, yeah. So let's take the next. Get away from that. Get away from the. Oh, I'm a, welcome to the most. Like I hate when he when he does his Miz TV, he like it. It's just too quick. Welcome to the most must talk show. You know what I mean? Like it's just so. So like, get away from that. Get away from Miz TV. Get away from everything and just. And he could do it. Yeah, guarantee he can easily. I I would love. So we're talking about him transitioning into like a new, maybe more serious, less goofy character. I would love for. Morrison to win the is it the U.S. or the Intercontinental on Raw? U.S. U.S. Have him win the U.S. and him hold it for like a little bit, and then you kind of get that Bailey Sasha thing where you notice Miz is getting more and more jealous because he had such a short world title reign, but Morrison's able to hold on to his title, and then eventually he just snaps and beats the shit out of Morrison, and then you get them in a rivalry for a little bit, and you see Miz get more and more angry, more and more serious, more and more vicious, like. Almost like a like cerebral assassin, like Triple H style character, going while still being charismatic with it, and you know, not necessarily cracking jokes, but saying like rude things in a manner that like it's like oh that was funny like kind of thing. I I, yeah. I want Miz to be able to channel that guy that cut that promo on Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. Yeah, like be that type of character, but just turned up. Just just keep being that guy, that kind of like asshole. Like I don't get any fucking respect. Like that type of. That's and, and that's the thing. Like, as great as that promo was, like, say for me watching it, I could sit there and be like, "I ain't fucking scared of you." You can sit here, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm serious. Like, that's that's how I felt as a fan. Like, okay, yeah, you just cut this. Oh, you, ooh, I'm really fucking scared. You know what I mean? So that that's why I'm saying that's the conception or that's the perception that people have of Miz is that he tries to be all big and tough and everything, but nobody takes him fucking serious. Yeah. So now let's. That's 180. That ramp up the intensity on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. His in ring has to match the the talk, basically. Yeah, yeah. he has to be a lot more vicious in ring yeah. to to kind of. And with, sell it. with his I mean, style, I mean, he could do that very easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, because most of his moves are high impact moves. He just doesn't do them in that manner. Right. It, it's just look at Roman Reigns, like in his heel persona, but he's he's being a heel, 
kind of like we haven't seen many heels like that mm-hmm. to where he's like he's a mind fuck you heel you yeah. know what I mean like he just is just like you know with everything with the Usos and starts crying all of a sudden he puts you know Jimmy in the fucking headlock so Jay says I quit right. and, you know so so Miz needs something like that Something you know, because like I said, that's that's a different type of heel that Roman's doing. And yeah, I know he has Paul Heyman, but he doesn't really utilize Paul. He doesn't really use. Literally, him. just there to hold the championship yeah. and like, which is fucking like great. Uh, his like manservant. Yeah. Which is great because we're not getting the same old. Now we're not getting the same old. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is you know what I mean my Paul, name Heyman. Is Paul Heyman. This is my client, Roman. Right. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, it, it's it's a different it's a different Paul. Yeah, it's it's, it's so so that's what I want to see from the Miz. I I want a Miz that you know what? Oh shit, I, I'm paying attention now. I'm taking you serious, like Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns would have just turned heel, but been acting like he was as a babyface. He wouldn't be serious. over. He'd just still be hated. Would be the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. it, it'd, be, it'd literally be like that night after Mania when when he sat there for five minutes while the crowd yelled <laughs> my, "Fuck you, Roman." <laughs> my yard now. Yeah. Got the mic and left. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a nice little tangent, but yeah, definitely, I I, I totally agree with you guys. And I don't really have much else after this. Uh, the only thing uh, there's a couple things on NXT that kind of caught my eye. Do you guys catch NXT at all? I got bits and pieces of Did it. Did you see the um, the family therapy with the way? Any of that? No. Okay. I, I, no. I did. I did. But I thought that was the worst part of the show. Yeah, so. it was. It was a little weird how they did that. Uh, the The only part of it that really made me pop though was the fact that uh, India has like this weird crush on Dexter Loomis, and she kept making like innuendos every time they said something. She's like, he just sat there with like a cold stare. She's like, oh, maybe she he needs somebody warm to warm him up or something like that. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> she like all thirsty for him, but anyway. The, the one thing that she get locked in his trunk. The one thing that stood out on NXT more than anything to me, yeah, right, was fucking Tommaso Ciampa and his hair. His hair has grown. Like speaking of George Costanza, his hair has grown out to the fact that like he's got a big like horseshoe in the middle, and with the big beard, like his beard was already gray, and now his hair makes him look like a ninety year old man that looks jacked. He's like the the dude on Seinfeld that can lift a Buick over his head, right? Like, so old man Champa for or against? <laughs> I'm looking up a picture before I I make my yeah, decision. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that part of NXT. Dude, it, it, it was so weird. Like he just he he had a match. Uh, him and Thatcher had a match against um uh, uh against the the tag team champions, uh, Birchall and or not Birchall. Um, oh my gosh. Why am I? Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. How can I spell his name? It is hard to spell. Okay, I would. Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> all right, this is great audio we have here while these guys are looking this up. I'm not going to lie. I'm all for it. Like, you like that? kind of badass, I, but I it's like a, a fucking jacked old man. <laughs> I like Grandpa Ciampa. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. You like Grandpa Ciampa. He looks like he's just, he's just fucking done with your shit. <laughs> I feel like now, instead of saying daddy's home, he needs to start saying grandpa's Gramp- home. Grampy's home? <laughs> Grampy's home. How, how old is Champa? Does it show up on there? Um, Let me see here. Go 
Did you know he was in a segment with the Undertaker? He's only thirty-five years old. Right. That's and that, that that and I thought so. So he is younger than Kevin and I. And and grant you, the dude is jacked to the gills. I mean, he is ripped. I mean, his his body does not look it. But you know, his, but by looking at him in that picture, you would think he was in his fifties. Yeah, if you got like neck up, I would have assumed he was at least fifty-five. Right. Yeah. Jason, I. Jason and I's bodies are like we're in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have got what his body should look like based yeah. on his head. Did you know he was in a segment on like SmackDown with the Undertaker years ago? Yeah, yeah, I saw so, I yeah. saw that. Like that's him. Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? The glasses and the fucking hair. Like, did you just Google Chompa with hair? <laughs> no, I was trying to. I was trying. No, I was trying to find new new hair and. That's the shit. That I just put up. in NXT, or I just put uh, Tommaso Ciampa and the date from You'll, NXT, so March third. You have to just put the picture in our group chat so you can see it. Uh, let me start and find it again. Give me a second. So, are are you for that hairstyle then, Michael? Oh, I'm a hundred percent for it. Give me more Grandpa, Grampy, <laughs> Ciampa. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. I was just like, man, this dude looks so freaking old right now. And I, I love, I love Champa. Don't get me there wrong. Go, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna dis- besmirch the name of Tommaso Champa. I just, it was, just, I, it was just, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm totally against that. Okay. <laughs> God, no. Oh yeah. I dig it. No. <laughs> Sorry. I wanted to start coming out in like one of those like grandpa cardigans and maybe some khaki. <laughs> start beating people up. Or get one of those like polos that are like the three colors. Like you have the top layer is like blue, and then you've got like the middle layer is brown, and the rest leg like, is white or something. Not not not, not the Larson polo. Not that. No, not the Larson <laughs> polo. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh my god. All right, cool. Uh, so I, I guess uh, I guess that about wraps up. Oh, I, I guess uh, too. The other thing on NXT, we're gonna have a NXT championship match with uh, Finn Balor and uh, Adam Cole. Looks like next week. So I was wondering if he was gonna fun. glaze over yeah. that. I guess for I guess we're all for that, right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm super for it. I'm just I, it raises the question for me of does this mean that undisputed are breaking up? is just a ruse and they're going to help him win back the championship on Wednesday. Man, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Like I, I, now that I'm against, I feel like if you're going to fucking do it and you're going to have him turn on the entire unspewed era, then you need to fucking just pedal to the floor and do it. Not this fucking dance around it. So you can put the belt back on him. Yeah. I just want, I just wonder, and I can see that. Like mm-hmm. them doing that because maybe they're like, all right, we've kind of got a feel the last few weeks of him doing this stuff. What do you think people are saying? Like, I hate mm-hmm. it. I like it. And then they could be like, oh, people fucking hate it. All right, let's change it up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was I was against it until he also attacked Roddy. Yeah. Once he attacked Roddy and confirmed that he was breaking off from Undisputed Era, not just picking and choosing who was going to be in it. Then I was like, okay, I'm I'm for this. You want to give me a singles Adam Cole? Let's do it. Yeah. But if you if they were gonna do like a patchy undisputed era, like NWO splits into red and black and white and black, like bullshit, then no, I, I wanted all or nothing. And I, I really don't want them to go back, but I have a 
bad feeling that's what's going to happen. That uh, O'Reilly's going to show up and help him win the championship. Yeah. If if not Roddy as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how how if that plays out. I didn't get a chance to I I didn't get a chance to finish finish NXT, so I didn't see his Finn and Roddy's match at the end. So I didn't I, I didn't know if like Cole came out or anything crazy happened at there. But Cole did come out. I, I, if he I'm just stood, yeah. He just yeah, stood at the ramp. Okay. It wasn't like anything crazy. Nothing crazy. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and then it looked like too. And just just real quick, it looks like that uh, possibly just by the way the match ended that the the Nia Shayna Dakota Raquel match might spill into WrestleMania possibly go a little bit further just because they I think it's going to take place during the potential two part takeover the week of WrestleMania okay yeah just because there's rumors right now that they're going to do Wednesday and Thursday NXT and Wednesday will be on USA and Thursday will be on the network uh, Peacock oh Peacock yeah okay that'd be interesting to see if they do that that'd be cool um but yeah it, it just it's just the way it ended with Ad, Adam uh Pierce coming out and having the raw referee and Dakota wasn't even the legal person in the match so it just mm-hmm. it, it just the way it ended it just seemed like they're gonna extend that which I, I'm completely okay with but um I'd much rather have that than what we're getting at Fastlane yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's the, I didn't even see what's a fast lane match. It's the rematch of, of chamber. Oh, really? It's, it's them against, uh, Sasha oh, and, God. uh, Bianca. Bianca. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, but this time Bianca has pretty much said that she's going for Sasha's belt. So it's different. Yeah. Now they are going to win. <laughs> hey girl. Right now that they'll be like, yeah, now you're Jeez. tag champions. All right, cool. Wait, uh, we did uh, get get a little bit WWE in, but we'll go ahead and close this thing out because we are about an hour and sixteen minutes, so we're a little over the time. And it looks like Michael's turning into the sleepy co-host now. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we all like AW Revolution. I'm excited to watch it this coming Sunday, and then uh, we'll talk about it next week and go over what happened and find out who the big surprises are and, and, and I'm sure we'll discuss it at length. So uh, in the meantime, you can click subscribe on our podcast. If you don't already, make sure that you share us with your friends. If you have an Apple podcast, please leave us five stars. We really could use as many five-star reviews as possible. We have way more people listening to the show than we have five-star reviews. So if you're listening, Please go on Apple Podcasts real quick. Even if you don't have an iPhone, you can just go Apple Podcasts on the website. Give us a five-star review. Please, please, I beg of you. Anyway, um, but uh, Michael, you got anything coming up with uh, Modern Toy Fair that you want to plug real quick before we get out? Of of course I do. Check us out every Friday on YouTube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair. Me and Jamar and sometimes Nate, if he's not too busy getting cosmetic surgery, go over the weekly toy news. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, I do different action figure reviews. So check us out on there and also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Modern Toy Fair. And if you want to give me your money, go to tpublic.com, search Gimmick Minute Modern Toy Fair or Why Are You a Gamer? And you can get shirts with our logos on them. If you click the blue link for my store, I have a bunch of other stuff that may or may not be getting removed because apparently every IP owner out there is like any shirt that resembles our stuff we're taking down. So we'll see how much stuff I have left by the end of the month. Thank- Sorry, Jason. Boom. <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening to this week's episode of the show. For Michael, I, for Michael and Kevin, I'm Jason reminding you sparks out there. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I edited it last week. I forgot to change it. So <laughs> that's great. 
For Michael and Kevin, I'm Jason, reminding you smarts out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. Don't I own it. I'm going to own it. Forget about me. It's mine.